0: The message you're about to hear has been made possible by the continued financial support of the friends and partners of Faith Hill. To find out more about how to become a partner, be sure to visit faithhill.tv. We walk by faith and not by sight. Faith Hill, that's who we are. That, amen. Now, hold your Bible. Let's lift it up real high. Shout, this is my Bible. I believe what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I am a believer and not a doubter. A doer, not just a hearer. I will learn from God's word and my life will never be the same. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God amen we're still talking about faith amen and i really truly believe that we're in a season uh where god is tearing us up uh in this area of faith so we can grab a hold of that which jesus uh has already grabbed a hold for us amen uh, the finished work of the cross and the promises of God. I truly believe it's about time that we start appropriating them in our lives and not only talk about them, but actually taste and see that the Lord is good. Amen. Yes. To, to actually manifest this, this kingdom life. Because there's a difference between the church life and the kingdom life. How many of you know that? You know, a lot of people have the church life, but they are not yet experiencing the kingdom life. The kingdom life is experiencing everything that Jesus has already paid for, and I truly believe we are in that season where God wants us to truly experience prosperity in our relationships, prosperity in our bodies, physically, in our health, uh, in our finances, in everything that we do. God wants us to grab a hold of that which Jesus has already grabbed a hold for us. So first, we're going to go to our foundation uh, our scripture, which is first John, chapter number five verse 1 John chapter number 5 verse 4. Thank you, Jesus. Today we're going to be talking about the law of faith. Someone say that. The law of faith. Law of faith. It says in 1 John 5, verse 4, for every child of God. Notice it didn't say for some uh, child of God, children of God. I'm reading in the New Living Translation. Uh, it says for every child of God defeats this evil world, and we achieve this victory through our faith. I like the qualifier in this verse. It didn't say uh, for all the bishops. It didn't say for all the archdeacons. It didn't say for the popes. It said for every child of God. You know what that means? That means you and I can attain this lifestyle. Amen? Amen. And man, that blesses me so much. You know why? Because if it was about qualifications, I probably would not have made it. But because there is no qualification, every child of God, the only qualification is to be a child of God. And how many children of God do I have in the house this morning? Almost all of us. And we can live this life. He says for every child of God defeats this evil world. In the original King James Bible, it says uh, we overcomes. Every child of God can live the overcoming life through the faith of Jesus. Amen? He says every child, child of God, overcomes this or defeats this evil world, and by evil world, he's talking about the evil world system. Amen? I said amen. (laughs) There's an evil world system that's coming against your relationships. There's an evil world system that's coming against your finances. I always tell people, you will never prosper the worldly way, because guess what? In the worldly way, they want you out. The only way you can prosper is by connecting to God and receiving it through the kingdom system. By prosperity, I'm not just talking about money. Because some of you are saying, you know, I can, I can prosper the world way I can get a lot of money. No, that's not prosperity. Prosperity is what's defined in Proverbs 10, verse 22 to 23. It says, the blessing of the Lord, it makes rich, and watch this, and he adds no sorrow with it. So I'm talking about prospering the godly way to where you can go to sleep at night Amen. <laughs> and sleep the whole eight hours uninterrupted. Amen. Amen? Amen? And there's a place in God where you can do that. He says every child of God defeats this evil world, we achieve this victory through our faith. Now, the minute you say we achieve this victory through our faith, uh, uh, my lightning fast mind is, so how do I get this faith? Because now I'm ready to achieve this victory. Anybody else? Uh, how do I function in it? Because, man, it sounds like a good deal. But how do I connect with it? How do I work in this faith? Let's go to Romans chapter number 3, verse 27. Romans chapter number 3 Verse 27. Thank you, Jesus. He says, where is boasting then? Let's read it in the King James, please. He's talking about how we are saved by grace. And he says, so where is boasting then? It is excluded. By what law of works? No, but by the law of what? Faith. Faith. So the Apostle Paul is opening up a window for us to peep into this faith thing, and he seems to suggest that this faith thing is a law. Amen? Amen? See, the kingdom of God operates and is governed by a set of laws. By laws, I'm not talking about the Ten Commandments. I'm not talking about legalism. I'm talking about principles, governing principles, that will help us function in the kingdom of God. Amen? Amen. I said, amen. For the Bible says in Romans chapter number 8, verse 2, for the law of life. In Christ, Jesus has freed us from the law of sin and death. It's talking about laws. It's talking about governing principles. And we see them from Genesis all the way to Revelations, the law of promotion. In Luke 16, it says, when you are faithful with the little, you will be entrusted with much. The law of promotion also says, you will only be promoted by someone whose instructions you follow. Not by the union you (laughs) join. Talking about the marketplace now. You only be promoted. When you go to your job, here's the deal you only be promoted by someone whose instructions you follow. It's as simple as that. The law of purpose says, when the purpose of a thing is lost, abuse is inevitable. So the kingdom of God is governed by all these different laws. The law of seed time and harvest says, for every harvest you receive, there is a seed portion to it. And you can't eat the whole thing because if you do, you sabotage your own future. So you take a portion of it and put it in the ground so you can secure your future. So the kingdom of God is governed by laws. And one of these laws is the law of faith. So faith is not a mystery. It's not a phenomenon. Faith is a law. Faith is governed by principles that are clear. That when you follow them, you can be sure that you will receive from the Lord. Amen? Amen? Just like the law of gravity. If I hold my Bible here, I'm not going to hold my iPad, but if I hold this thing here and I let it go, what do you think is going to happen? How many of you are 100% sure that this thing will go down? I wonder how you know that. It's because there is a law called the law of gravity. Now watch this. It works all the time. It's unfortunate what happened, you know, uh, last week that there was a plane crash. But just reading about it and looking at all the investigations, I never saw a single investigation that said maybe gravity spiked. (laughs) They, They take it for granted. You know why? Because they know the principle of gravity is always constant and consistent. So is the law of faith and the principle of faith. It is always consistent and constant. And watch this. It works for everybody. Man, I love it. Every child of God defeats this world. And we achieve this victory by faith. Where is Boston then? Boston is excluded. You know how Boston is excluded? Because you're dealing with laws. You can't boast. A pilot can't boast about taking off. You know why? Because anybody else, if they apply the same principles, guess what? (laughs) They can take off. If I get on that runway, I'm telling you, if I get on that runway in that uh, aluminum tube and I achieve uh, uh, the, the, the speed that's required for me to take off, I will take off as soon as I thrust the lever. And it will happen all the time. It will happen at Or Tambo, it will happen at Lanceria. There are no ifs or buts. you know why? Because you're dealing with laws. Yeah. It's called the law of lift in corroboration with the law of thrust and drag. And as soon as he drags that lever, that thing is a, that bad boy will take off. It has no choice. I don't care how heavy it is. 500,000 kgs, the Airbus, A380, it will take off. Amen. I said, Amen. Amen. And it's the same principle with the law of faith. Faith is a law. Say that after me. Faith is a law. Faith is not a phenomenon. It's not mysticism. <clears throat> what is mysticism? Mysticism are things that are governed by vague and ill-defined random parameters. It may work. It may not work. But faith works all the time. Man, this brings me great Comfort. Let's go to Romans chapter number 12, verse 3, as we learn how to operate in this law of faith and show you that this works for everybody. Amen? It will work for you. It will work for you. And when you learn how to live by faith, it's the best way to live life because you will win all the time. Amen? Amen. I said "Amen." amen. You start getting fruit you'll start getting results. That's what Jesus said uh, in Matthew chapter number 7. He started off uh, the scripture by saying that, uh, judge not, for with the same measure that you judge, you'll be judged. And a lot of people get that confused. They think he's saying, uh, do not examine. In fact, that word judge he uses in Matthew chapter number 7, verse 1, is the word condemn. Jesus never asked anyone to not examine stuff. He said, don't condemn people. Amen. And when you go to verse 16, it clarifies this. Because Jesus, talking about false teachers and false prophets of our day and so on and so forth, he says, you shall know them by their fruit. In other words, he certified every believer to become a fruit inspector. Because guess what? We're coming into a season where talk only will not cut it. You better have some fruit to bake it up. Yes, sir. Amen. 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 You better have some oranges hanging from your tree. Amen. Not disguised as... Uh, what's the other one? That looks like an orange, that thing. Grapefruit. Grapefruit. <laughs> <laughs> and then when you slice it up, it's all pink inside. You taste it. You're like, man, what kind of orange is this? <laughs> man, he said you shall know them by their fruit. Amen. Amen? So fruit is going to be critical. How do we get this fruit? We get this fruit by living our lives by faith. Amen? It says in Romans chapter number 12, verse 3. For I say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you. Now, that's the qualifier. Uh, Every man that is among you. uh, In context, he is writing this letter to the saints at Rome. So he's talking primarily to the saints at Rome and ultimately to us, the saints at Four Ways in Johannesburg. So he's talking to the saints, not the Ains. In other words, he's talking to born again believers. When he says every man, he's not saying every man in Johannesburg. He's saying every man among you, among the group of believers. That's the qualifier. Amen? He says, for every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think. In other words, you can't brag about anything. But to think soberly. Why? According as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. I know the New King James Bible got the translation wrong here. Because they say a measure of faith. And that's the wrong translation. If you read in the original King James, can I have the original King James look at it? It says, "As not to think uh, of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God has dealt. You know, like uh, you know, when you're playing Crazy Eight and, and someone is dealing cards, giving out cards, that's the word dealt there, giving out. He's saying, as God has dealt to every man, every man that is among you, every believer, God has dealt to every man, watch this, the measure of faith. So God did not disadvantage anyone when he was giving out faith. Because he gave to every single one of us in here, watch this, the measure of faith. What that means is he gave the same quantity, the same quality of faith to you that he gave to me. Now, let's take it a little further. He gave the same quality and the same quantity of faith to you that he gave to the Apostle Paul. Amen. Wow. Amen. Amen. He gave the same quality and the same quantity of faith to you that he gave to Smith Amen. I didn't think this. I didn't think like this growing up. Because they told me Smith operated in a different special kind of faith that I could never have access to. I thought it was in his surname. Man, I wished they had named me Tavaro Wilgusworth. Maybe I could have had that faith. But no, this verse here tells us that God gave to every man the measure of faith. Just like I said last week, my little daughters, they have the same number of muscles that I have. But I can bench press a lot they can't you know why because i'm just using and i've been using what i have for long enough and they haven't amen and it's the same thing with faith when you don't use the measure of faith that god has already given you guess what it's like a a person who doesn't exercise their muscles they stop functioning Amen? amen not because you don't have the muscles but just because you're not using what God has given you. Let's go to 2 Peter chapter number 1, verse 1. <clears throat> Thank you Jesus. 2 Peter chapter number 1 verse 1. <clears throat> this is the apostle Peter writing and he says uh, he introduces himself. He says Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus the Christ to them That have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior Jesus Christ. Notice the apostle Peter here does not say to them, I'm writing this letter to those who are trying to get this faith. Do you see it? Ah. He says, I'm writing this letter to those who have what? I didn't hear that. Come on, preach with me. Now, what tense is that? He says, man, I'm writing to these people who have already obtained like precious. If you look that up uh, in the Greek, the Greek word is sortimos, which means of equal value and honor. So he's saying to those who have obtained a faith that is of equal value and honor as myself. From who? From Jesus the Christ. The same faith that the Apostle Paul used to heal the people using a handkerchief is the same faith that God has already given you. The same faith that Peter used to raise the cripple at the gate called Beautiful is the same faith that he has already given you. The same faith that God gave to Peter to function and send handkerchiefs to heal the sick is the same faith that God has given you. Man, that's, a, that's, that's good news. God is not a respecter of persons. He didn't give to Paul a greater measure and to you a little bit of faith. No, he gave to all of us a like Precious. I like that word precious. You know why? Because faith is precious. The most precious commodity in the whole wide world is faith. And learning how to live and walk by faith. Man, before I learned how to live and walk by faith, I was fearful. Man, I was defeated. Man, I I had struggles on my struggles. You know what struggles on your struggles look like? It is when you use the other credit card to pay off the other credit card, but you stay in the cycle. My struggles had struggles. Man, I was, I, was, I was having a tough time. But when I learned how to walk by faith and to cooperate, watch this, with the law of faith and the kingdom, laws governing the principle of faith, I'm telling you, it works like a charm. It's the best way to live. So the kingdom of God is governed By laws. Uh, uh, The law of faith is a law. Just like, you know, when you come to South Africa, if you move to a country that drives on the right side of the road, most of us in here, uh, you know, before none of us were born saved, we were all translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of God. Amen? Into the kingdom of light. But once we came into the kingdom of light, it's like a man who moves countries. When you come into the country, they begin to tell you the new laws. For example, in driving, they begin to tell you in South Africa, you may have come from America, you're an American, and you believe you know, you should drive on the right side of the road, but when you come over here, the laws of this kingdom say we drive on the what? On the left side of the road. Let's just say you're stubborn. Let's just say You're stubborn. You still want to operate by the laws that govern driving in America. And we say to you, after church, we would love for you to drive to (laughs) Randberg. And then you decide, you know what? I'm actually going to drive like an American. Because what? After all, I am an American. And you decide to drive on the right side of the road. I'm about to turn you all into prophets. What do you think will happen to the man? (laughs) What do you think will happen to the man? You know, I was saying at live group, if he he did it at midnight, he might have a chance. (laughs) He may have a slight chance to get to Randbeck, but man, if he did it right now, I can guarantee you, you may get to run back. Here's the deal about the kingdom of God. Because the kingdom of God operates by mercy and grace, you may get to run back, but it's going to take you a long, long time. Now, this explains why certain people come into the kingdom of God, and it takes them a long, long time to get healed. A very long time. You're wondering what is going on. It's because they are violating the laws of the new kingdom. And one of the laws is the law of confession. You have what you say. Uh, Oh no, I'm just sick, man. I'm going to die, man. This cancer is killing me. Guess what? The law of confession says you will have... What? uh, Mark chapter number 11, verse 23. What does it say? Whosoever shall say to the mountain, be thou removed and be cast into the sea, and shall believe in his heart and not doubt, he shall have whatsoever. He says, you see those last six words in that verse? Man, those words are powerful. Ye shall have whatsoever he says. That's the law of the kingdom. You get what you say. Man, I'm broke. I'm broke and I'm tired and I'm angry and I'm sad. I'm bitter. I'll never get married. Ooh, 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 ooh. get what you say. You must learn how to confess Amen. the word of God. Amen? You must learn how to cooperate. All you're doing is cooperating with the principles of the kingdom of God. Man, if you walk off a tall building, what do you think is going to happen? <laughs> You are going down. Uh. Amen? And I've sat with a lot of young people, and I've listened to their story, and I've listened to the way they operate, and I've told them point blank, you know what? If you continue on this path that you're on right now, you're going to have a crash. And then they come back to me two months later, and they say, man, you are a prophet. How did you know I'm going to have a crash? And I said, no, I'm not a prophet. You are violating the kingdom or the governing principles of life. And when you continue on that path, we already know. We don't have to pray to hear from God. When you're on the wrong side of spiritual laws, we already know what's going to happen. You know, you're going to get into trouble. Amen? Amen. So faith is a law. And it is governed by several principles that we're going to be looking at uh, uh, starting today. And one of the principles is you must receive the word of God as the true word of God ready to act on it. You must receive the word of God with a mindset that is that says this is the supremacy in the earth realm. This is the highest level. This is the highest current. This is the highest instruction I could ever receive. Not a suggestion. See, people always violate the principle of the word of God because they think the Bible is a Suggestion. No, it's not. It's the word directly from God. Yeah? Ah, Amen. Amen. It's the instruction manual for you to tap into the grace that God has for you. Number two, you must understand that God's love is the one that makes your faith work. Amen. So you can't confess that God is the one that puts you in trouble and expect your faith to work because you're driving on the wrong side of the road. You can't confess that God is the one that's bringing all the calamities in the world and expect your faith to work. You know what? You're violating the law of gravity. Hallelujah! You must understand that God is for you and that he loves you unconditionally. Amen. Amen? Amen? The third principle is that we access the grace of God through faith. Man, this is a fantastic principle because it reveals to you that you don't make God do anything. You throwing a feat, you, you know, uh, uh, fasting does not make God do anything that he hasn't already done. Mm -hmm. And when you don't understand this principle, you go into what are called the works of the law. And nothing stops the power of God more than the works of the law. Trying to get God to do something he has already done it by grace. Amen. amen. I said amen. amen. The fourth principle you must understand is your righteousness in Christ. You must understand that you are the righteousness of God because of what Jesus did on the cross. We're going to be looking at these individually uh, starting today and in the coming weeks. The fifth. A principle you must look into and understand is the law of confession. Amen. You have what you say. So let's go now to James chapter number two. And we're going to read from verse 17. James chapter number two, verse 17. The law of acting on God's word. Understanding the supremacy of his word. Amen. I said amen. amen. James Chapter number 2, from verse 17 to 20. This is the Apostle Paul James teaching about faith uh, to the congregation that he pastored. And he said, Thus also, faith by itself, if it does not have works, is what? Dead. But someone will say, You have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works and I will show you my faith by my works. Essentially, When you see that word works in the book of James, you know, I'm I'm a grace preacher, but I'm not one of those grace preachers that avoid the book of James. You know why? Because it fits perfectly with the story of Jesus. Amen. 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 Faith without works is dead. That word works simply means without corresponding action. Faith without corresponding action is dead. Amen. It doesn't matter what it is and which area it is in faith without corresponding action is dead. You can't say I'm healed while you're sleeping yeah. on the couch acting sick. Because <laughs> you are not. This is why everyone Jesus yield, he asked them to act yield. He gave them an instruction to act yield. Pick up your bed and walk. He gave them an instruction to act yield, go to the river Siloam and wash. He gave them an instruction to act Yield. Go and show yourself to the priest. That's what he said to the lepers. The ten lepers. You remember the story? The only time you were allowed to go and show yourself to the priest was when you were already cleansed. And he gave them the instruction to go and show them while they still had sores in their body. As they acted on it, guess what? Healing kicked in. That's good. Because yeah. grace prepares. Faith grabs a hold of it. Grace has already cooked the meal, but faith must show up to eat the meal. The Bible says it prepares a table for us in the presence of our enemies. You need to at least show up and eat the food. Otherwise, it's of no good, of no value. Amen? Amen. I said amen. amen. So here, the apostle James is saying, your faith, if it does not have corresponding action, it is dead. So if you say, I have the peace of God, but you act sad and miserable, you may need some corresponding action. Yeah, that's right. Hallelujah. Yeah. Watch what it says in verse 19. You believe that there is one God, you do well. And watch this. Oh, man, this is a punch in your stomach. It just knocks all the air out of you. He says, even the demons believe and tremble. Yeah. Did you read it? He says, if you stop at just believing or mentally ascending, you are not different from the? demons." I'm so glad I'm not the one saying it. (laughs) He says, man, if you don't act on it, you are not different from the demons. You know why? Because you're not going to get any value from it. Amen? And I always use this as an example. If a man walked in here and he... Looked so sickly and he's about to faint and, you know, we decided we were going to ask one of the doctors to find out what's wrong with him. And they went and they, you know, found out, hey, pastor, uh, uh, this man, there's nothing wrong with him. All he needs is some food and he must eat this food within 30 minutes and he'll leave. And we run around, we get Nando's uh, for them and we make sure we get some good food. Uh, that quarter chicken and chips, uh, Mozambican, the Mozambican paprika one. And we bring it and we say, man, here's your food. The doctor said, you must eat this food within 30 minutes. And we go on to ask him a question. Do you believe that if you eat this food, you'll leave? And he says, what? Do you think I'm a fool? I believe that if I eat this food, I will leave. Do you believe, brother? I believe 15 minutes. If I eat this food, I will leave. And they start doing the law of confession. I believe that if I eat this food, I will live. 29 minutes. Fifty-eight seconds. I believe that if I eat this food, I will live and not die. Thirty minutes, it drops down and it dies. Question. What the man said, was it true or false? How come he died? It's the same thing. Whatever you don't act on, you don't get to participate. Is the Bible true? Yes, it is. But just mentally agreeing with it. Is not going to help you get a hold of the promises of God. You have to get up and act on it. Amen. Amen? I said amen. Amen. So this is what the Bible calls works of faith. Let's go to verse 20. Watch what it says in verse 20. But do you want to know, all foolish men, that faith without corresponding action is what? In other words, faith without corresponding action does not produce results. Hallelujah! Faith without corresponding action does not produce results. You have to bring some corresponding action to your faith and act on what you believe. Amen? I said amen. Amen. Works of faith, that's what they are called. They're called works of faith. Works of faith. Someone say works of faith. Yes. And the opposite of that is called works of the law. What's the difference? The difference is the motivation. Again, we're going to be looking at that uh, deeper next week. But the difference between works of faith and works of the law is the motivation. The motivation for the works of the law is to try and get approval from God. It is to try and get God to move. But the works of faith are always, someone say always, always, always motivated by love. Always motivated by compassion. The Bible calls it being compelled by God's compassion two guys are sitting and they're watching the game from last week, the replay. You know, when Arsenal beat Manchester United. (laughs) (laughs) And then the first one takes off and he says, you know what? I need to go home because my wife said, if I don't get home before seven, I'm sleeping outside. So gents, I need to go home. And he takes off and he goes home. The second guy says, Guys, I need to go home because I want to get home early enough to read a bedtime story to my children. I want to talk them in. I want to spend some time with my wife. So let me go home because I want to do these things. Question. If you go to both the gentlemen's houses, will you find them? Uh, What's the difference? It's the attitude. Because that dude who went home because the wife said you'll sleep outside, you will probably walk in at 6:59, 58 seconds, 59 seconds, and he walks in. Did he break the law? No, he didn't. But the attitude messed up. And this is why God says he loves a cheerful giver. You know why? Because God is looking at the attitude. Amen. That's the difference between works of the law and works of the faith. That's the difference between a faith tither and a law tither. When I was a law tither, I would give God to the penny, 0.23 cents. Because I want to make sure God does not, I'm not stealing from God, first of all, but then he does not also steal from me. And my attitude was messed up. But now that I'm a faith tither, I always round upwards. Amen. A couple of thousands. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. You know why? Because I'm doing it motivated by love. So that's the difference between works of faith and works of the law. Works of the law, man, is trying to get an approval from God. And here's what you will do, the bare minimum. But works of faith is compelled by compassion. Let's read Hebrews chapter number 4. We're going to read from verse 1 to 3 as we close. Amen? only have 20, 20 seconds. 20 seconds. They said, man, pastor, you need to finish on time because last week uh, we ran out of parking, you know, interchanging the first and the second service. Amen. So I have to follow the time. It says in uh, Hebrews chapter number four from verse one to two. Let us therefore fear. Let, lest a promise being left us of entering into his rest or taking a hold of that which Jesus has already uh, grabbed a hold for us. Any of you should seem to come short of it. Now, verse two is key to entering or not entering into this rest. He says, for unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. And the them is the children of Israel. They were told to go into the promised land. Amen. I said, amen. And he says, but the gospel or the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with what? Faith in them that heard it. In other words, they did not act on it. And because of that, it did not produce any results for them. Did you see it? man, this explains why so many people have been going to church for years and years and years and nothing has changed. Yeah. It's the greatest frustration of any pastor in the world who's genuinely called of God. Mm-hmm. Amen. Why is there no transformation? Yeah. Why are we still dealing with the same issues? Yeah. It is simply because the same word preached on Sunday to their neighbor was preached to them. But the word did not profit them because they didn't take it and mix it with faith. In other words, they didn't take it and act on it. How did they get to that? They probably thought the word was a suggestion. They didn't realize the word was life. When we're reading from God's Word, He says, Like precious faith. And faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. In other words, you get better at functioning in faith when you hear and receive in your heart and watch this, act on it. When Jesus shows up, He will always give you a grace instruction to act on. He will take some speed. And, and mix it with mud and put it on your eyes And say go and wash in the river Ceylon Now if you're stubborn and you say I don't like spit I don't like mud and I don't like Washing <laughs> <laughs> Guess what Guess who's going to be blind For a very long time All you needed to do Was to act on it yes. So The faith life needs to get To a place this is what they said to me when I was from 1, uh, grade 13, uh, going into high school. Uh, the prefects, the head boys, the elders came to me when I was from 1 and they said, in this school, when the elders say jump, what do you say? And I said, I say why? They said wrong answer. When the elders say jump the jumping is going to happen. So don't even ask why. It's going to, the, so the, that's not the issue. The issue is how high they want you to, that should be our attitude when we come to God's word. When God says it, I believe it and I'm acting on it. Even when it looks like it's to my detriment. Abraham was told to go and kill his one and only son. But guess what? God wasn't trying to kill Isaac. He's trying to reveal that he is Jehovah Jireh. Behind every grace instruction is a promise that you can grab a hold of. When God says, give me a tenth of what you have. He's not trying to get stuff from you. He says, I own a kettle on a thousand yields. The silver and the gold is mine. I've learned that when God says to Pharaoh, do something. It's because God is trying to get it to me. The young rich ruler missed this opportunity. The Bible says Jesus loving him. Every grace instruction is inspired by love. The Bible says Jesus loving him. He beheld him and he said, young man, go and sell everything you have. The same instruction that Abraham got. Because Isaac was everything he had. But guess what? When he took Isaac and he's about to kill him, wholeheartedly, God says, stop. I just wanted to reveal to you that I'm Jehovah Jireh. Now you can tap into this Jehovah Jireh. When you read the next chapter, it says, I am now your exceedingly great reward. (sighs) Now you can live your life sustained by faith. And that's where God wants us to be. Because I'm telling you, your salary will never be enough for what God has called you to do. It will never be enough. The money in the bank account is never going to be enough to do what God has called you to do. It's going to take some supernatural power of God on your life for you to be able to do what God has called you to do. And there's some things that God will do in you and through you that are way bigger than what money can buy. And for you to connect to that grace, you have to listen to the grace instructions and act on them. It's called the faith life. Now here's what's awesome. It works all the time. You know why? Because it's a law. It's not a phenomenon. The guidelines are not vague and ill-defined. They're clear. You can tap into faith and know that you're going to get the results. That's why the Bible encourages us. It says the just shall live by faith. Man shall not live by bread alone. But by what? Every word. It always contradicts the world system. Man, I've learned. I've learned never to rely on the world system. You know why? Because they'll give you a salary increase today, but they'll increase the price of fuel tomorrow. So, you is still on the same... I call it the treadmill. The world system, trying to get prospered by the world system, I call it the treadmill. Man, you could be running for days on that treadmill. But guess what? You is going to be on the same spot. Yeah. It's the same thing, man. Trying to prosper, and especially when you're already an outsider, trying to come in. That movie with the districts—what that movie called? Where they move people from district to Hunger Games, man. When you're in District Nine, they're not bringing you over to District One. But guess what? You can go to District Kingdom. Jesus didn't need to rely on the currency of Rome. He relied on the currency of the kingdom of God. That's why he could feed 5,000 and it would never make a dent on his bank account. And that's where God wants you to be. Amen. I was listening to a podcast yesterday. Uh, with my wife in the afternoon we always take time out to feed our faith because faith is precious second Peter chapter number one verse one faith is precious and you need to treat it like it is precious and we always take time out to pray together to listen to a podcast that's edifying we're listening to Billy Epperhart uh, for the simple reason that you know he's coming for the grace in the marketplace conference and we want to just make sure we uh, start put, putting ourselves in the place to receive when he comes and he's talking about God spoke to him when he was in a service and say to him uh, whatever offering they get today I want you to match it and then he said really Lord and they say God said yeah and, and uh, uh, the, the same word that he got uh, God spoke to uh, uh, Paul Milligan the same word and when they met uh, Paul said to Billy hey Billy do you know what I heard from the Lord during lunch and he said what did you hear he said, uh, the Lord said I must match the offering and, and Billy said man I heard the same, the same thing and, and they said you know what so we're going to split You know, to match the offering because God spoke to both of us. And here's what happened. They collected 97,000 U.S. dollars in the offering that day. Just that day. Every other day, they would collect less than 1,000. And guess what? Billy wrote a check. This is what's so awesome about the life of faith. Billy said, I wrote a check for 50,000 U.S. dollars. And, you know, nothing happened in terms of nothing changed. In the way I lived. I still went out to eat Nando's. I still, you know, continue. You know why? Because he's living in the blessing. He's living in a place of faith where all of his needs are amply supplied and God wants all of us to be at that place. But we have to come to a place where we don't put our trust in the almighty dollar, yeah. in the rand. We start putting our trust in God. Amen? I said Amen. We need to start looking at God to meet our needs, not ourselves. Because as long as we are trying in our own strength, man, we're on the treadmill. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening. To find out more about how you can become a partner, visit faithhill.tv today.